We are in a sermon series called Insta Family. We're talking about the family in every season. We started on Mother's Day, just honoring the moms. Then a couple weeks ago, we heard a sermon about singleness. I got to tell you, that's been my favorite one in the series so far. And uh, that's the one I preached. That was supposed to be, all right. Anyway. Uh, and then uh, last week, Pastor Allen preached a message. It was phenomenal. Uh, he, he talked about Jacob and Leah, and, and what do you do when you wake up in the morning? Maybe you look over and say, I have married the wrong person. Well, what do you do in that situation? And so, uh, so it's a powerful word. Today, <laughs> I want to just reiterate before I tell you what we're talking about today, that this was planned, okay? We talk about sermon schedule, and so this is not my doing. This is the divine inspiration of a holy God. Are you ready? Today we're talking about parenting. <laughs> and I know some of you have your children in here and you're like, Pastor Andrew, I will cut you. Don't. <laughs> Today is a pop quiz, so we're going to see how well things are going. No, we are talking about parenting. And, and here's what I know. So I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And, and, and parenting in general is just tough. And the parents said, Amen. Amen. You guys are getting better at your cue there. I'm proud of you. <clears throat> parenting in general is tough. Parenting during a pandemic? Whoa. That is an HNL, a whole nother level of difficulty. I've been quarantined again. Did I say that already? A five-year-old and a two-year-old. And so I am woefully incapable of talking to you about this subject. So I'm going to stick pretty close to Scripture today because all of us need some Jesus in our households. Am I right? It's been tough, man. It's been tough. And so I've got some of you are like, no, we're doing good. Everything's good at our house. Shut up. <laughs> All right, I got a few pictures I want to show you. Go ahead and put up the first one there, media team. Been homeschooling a six-year-old and eight-year-old for one hour and 11 minutes. Teachers deserve to make a billion dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was a parent or a teacher. Either way, either way, that's totally appropriate. There's a naked child. Over there, I don't know what's happening. And then a lot of you, I saw your kids got you with the whole the toilet smoking thing. And so anyway, all right, go to the next one. We'll just do one more. Whoever said, and I have said this, the days are long, but the years are short. They did not know about 2020. <laughs> so we're having a little fun here this morning. But, but I want to speak to you today on the subject of three things to say to your child. Three things to say to your child. And the thing that I really love about this sermon is that it, it doesn't matter how old your kid is. Maybe you have adult children. Maybe you have little teeny tiny children. No matter what age your children are, no matter if you don't have children, yet I believe this sermon is going to be applicable to you. Three things to say to your children. So uh, a couple years ago, there was a movie that came out called The Help. The Help. Anybody remember that movie? Anybody see that movie? Yeah. Man, can I tell you, I've been waiting to do that for so long. 
hey, put your hands up if, and you do that, and I'm preaching to a camera, and you just, anyway, so it's good to see the hands. But I watched that movie back in the day. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember much about that movie. Here's what I do remember. There is a classic line. There's this iconic line in that movie. There is this nanny, and she's talking to this child. I think it's a little girl. Again, not real sure. She's talking to this little girl, and she says this iconic line. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you will probably remember this line, and it is, you is smart, you is kind, you is important. I heard several of you saying it with me as I said it because you still remember that line. And even if you didn't watch that movie, one of the things that happened as a result of that movie is that parents were reminded of the power of their words. And so parents created some sort of variation of that, or they said that exact thing to their children. And it kind of became a mantra. It became a, hey, I want to tell you, I want to remind you who you are, how I see you. I want to remind you of your worth. And so parents all over the nation were saying, you is smart, you is kind, you is important because words are important what we speak over our children is important and again that movie reminded us of that now we've done whole sermon series on words and the power of words scripture tells us that the power of life and death is where in the tongue the power of life and death is in the tongue. We've talked about, Scripture tells us that our words are seeds and that they produce in our life either a harvest of righteousness or a harvest of iniquity. And so our words, the things that we say are so important. So what are we going to use our words to do? Three things to say to your child. Now our declaration Today won't be that of the nanny in the help. But I got to thinking, what does God want us to speak over my children? And, and let me just personalize it. Okay, Andrew, what does God want you to say to your two boys? Uh, for, for you out there, what does God want Ruby to say? What does God want Aaron to say? What does God want Tony to say to your children? And as I thought about that, uh, again, I went straight to Scripture because I am not qualified to give you parenting advice. But the thing I love is, what does God say about His Son, Jesus? That's what I want to look at today. What does God say about His Son, Jesus? Now, there are two times in particular, while Jesus was alive on the earth, that, that God spoke about His Son, and that is during the baptism and during his transfiguration, during his baptism, and during his transfiguration. Now, both of those accounts are found in the Synoptic Gospels. They're found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John was a little bit different. He kind of wrote about some different other accounts. But both of those accounts are found in all three Synoptic Gospels. So I could have chosen any one of those. But I want to zoom in on Matthew chapter 3, this morning, Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. 
And we're going to look at what did God say about Jesus. Verse 16, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. In other words, God shows up in a miraculous way and it is apparent to everyone who is around whoa god is here god is gathering their attention because he was getting ready to speak and so verse 17 and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom i love with him i am well pleased that's what God said to those who were present that day at the baptism about Jesus. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And so now we're going to jump over to the transfiguration. We're going to jump to the transfiguration. And, and the one I want to highlight there is Luke chapter 9. There is so much I could say about the transfiguration. But let me just assure all of you this, uh, knowing that kids were going to be in the room knowing that if your kids are like my kids tick, 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 you know the time bomb has been set and so there's only so long before everything blows up and so I'm, I'm going to preach a little bit shorter today so I won't go into the whole deal but if if you're new uh, to church if you're new to that that would be an excellent study for you about the transfiguration let me show you specifically though what we've come here for, verse 35, a voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son whom I've chosen. Listen to him. I think it's incredibly powerful that on, in both of these accounts, at the transfiguration, you have Peter, James, and John. They are Jesus' inner circle of disciples. They're his top three guys. God chooses not just to tell Jesus. He, he probably spoke to Jesus all the time in those quiet, solitude, prayer times. But God chooses to speak to his son, or excuse me, about his son to other people in the presence of his son. I think that is powerful. There is something to be said for talking about your kids, building your kids up, talking about your kids to other people in the presence of your children. And when God did that both times, the way he started it off with, the way he started off is, this is my son. This is my baby boy. This is my only begotten son. And the thing that that communicated, number one, is that he belonged. Three things to, to speak over your children. Number one, you belong. You belong. See, although the, they were physically separated, Jesus is on earth God is in heaven. God is reminding Jesus, hey, 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 we might be physically separated right now, but there is a bond that brings us together. There is something to this. All kids at some point try to figure out, where do I belong? 
don't they? I mean, do you remember those days in middle school and high school when you were trying to figure out which lunch table am I going to sit at? How am I going to dress? How am I going to do my hair? Do I want to try out sports? Do I not want to try out sports? Who do I want to be? We all went through that because we want to know where do I belong? So I'll tell you a story. I've shared with you before. I have a sister, and uh, we're about two years apart in age. She's my only other sibling, and uh, we're really close. As a matter of fact, I'm going to spend some time with her and her family this afternoon, and so we're just close. We've always been close, and uh, but when we were younger, and even still today, it is every brother's job to pester the living daylights out of their sisters. Am I right? Yeah, every brother. <laughs> I see all the families looking around at the brother in the room. They're like, yeah. And so all of my family, one day I decided I'm going to play a little trick on my sister Leanne. And, uh, and one of the things you need to know is that all my family looks like me. Everybody in my family, we are all tall. Those that are redheaded, we all have this shade of red hair. We're all big boned. A little husky. <laughs> a little husky. We all look the same, with the lone exception of my sister. Okay? My sister is a little shorter. She's uh, skinny. <laughs> she didn't get the husky gene. I'll tell you how much we all look alike. My dad came to the church. This has been a couple years ago. My dad came to church. First time he's ever been here. None of y'all have ever met my dad before. Many of you haven't. And everybody in guest services were like, hey, you're Andrew's dad. <laughs> because we look alike in our family. But my sister doesn't. Again, shorter, skinnier, different color, red hair. Hers is like more brunette red. She just... And so I used all of that to my advantage and one day I told her, you know you're adopted, right? <laughs> and she bit hook, line, and sinker. And it was awesome. And I had her so confident that she had been adopted. And we went to pick her up. And, but we loved her no matter what. And, <laughs> and that night, um, my parents had a come to Jesus meeting with me. I love Jesus, but I have never liked to come to Jesus meeting. That's never gone good. And, uh, and, and they went to her and assured her and reassured her, no, 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 you're not adopted. Here's, here's the thing she was struggling with that day. Whoa, 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 do I not belong here? Now, you can be adopted and belong. Hey, listen, there are people who uh, my kids call aunt and uncle that we treat like family. They're not blood, but they are family. You guys have people like that in your life? Yeah. So it's not about that. But, but we all want to know we belong. And so one, the very first thing that God says in front of Jesus about Jesus is that this is my son. He's not with me right now, but he's my son. There is a bond. The second thing for all of us to speak over our children, number two, is that you are loved. You are loved. Go back to verse 17. And a voice came from heaven. A voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. 
Why would that be important? Because not only do I belong, not only is there this bond, I belong and you're glad I'm here. You love me. There is, there, there is this love that we share that goes beyond anything I could ever do. Hey, each one of us on our darkest days, when, when things are just not going right, when everything that could go wrong is going wrong, all of us want to know, I am loved. And we want to be able to run to that spot, that safe place, that place where we know we're loved. If you're a young kid, it might be you fell off your bike and scraped your knee, and now you're crying out for mama. For, for older, it might be that that girl that you liked so much broke your heart, and you thought y'all were in love. And parents expressing that to your children that they know that they are loved is so important so that even on the darkest days they know where they can go because they know where they're loved number three the third thing is every parent needs to tell their child you bring me joy you bring me joy again go back to verse 17 with him i am well Please, that's the last thing God said about Jesus in front of Jesus. With him, I'm well pleased. I'm not just pleased. I'm not just happy. This is my son whom I love, and he brings joy to my life. Hear me, guys. Happiness and joy is different. Am I right? Happiness is dependent on the situation. As long as everything's going good, we're happy. As long as the stock is up and to the right, we're happy. As long as the kids obey, we're happy. Joy goes beyond that. Joy says it don't matter what you do. Hey, kids, can I tell you something? I need every child here to look at me. This point right here is what kept you alive during this pandemic. It is, because you bring your parents joy. You might get on their last nerve. Some of you have been hearing that for the past few years. You're on my last nerve. But at the end of the day, you bring your parents joy. And parents, we need to remind our children of that. Hey, you may need to be reminded of that. Here's, here's a way you can be reminded. Just want to help you, parents. You ready? Go into your child's room tonight when they're asleep and they can't talk back to you and they can't be disobedient. Now, it's going to be weird if your kids are adults, but still do it. <laughs> Every child needs to know that they bring their parents joy. Let me get serious with you for a minute. All during Jesus' life, he faced skeptics. There were people did not believe what he was saying. There, there were people who, uh, who were against him. He faced adversity. He faced animosity. At the end of his life, he faced ridicule. He faced belittling. He faced torture. He faced death on a cross. And part of the reason that he was able to do that was because he knew, again, part of the reason he knew 
how his father felt about him. He knew that he was loved. He knew that he belonged, and he knew that he brought joy. Now, I don't think any of us are going to face anywhere near that level of persecution. But every one of us has tough days and hard choices. Every one of us needs that reassurance from our parents. Here's the truth. People grow into the conversations you have around them. Let me say it like this. Children grow into the conversations you have around them. Now, the reason I said people is because you may be here today, and, and maybe you don't even have kids. Maybe you're like, man, I came back to church, and this is a mess, and I don't even have kids. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This point is still the same. People. If you're a leader at work, maybe you're a coach on a ball team, maybe you've got some employees under you, maybe you've got some kids, whatever the case may be, people grow in to the conversations that you have around them. And so that's why it's so important that you're saying the right things about that person in their hearing to other people. Let me give you an example from a work situation. Let, let's say you're a boss and you're talking to your coworker about another person. Well, you know, so-and-so's always late. They're never here on time. They always sleep in. They always, always, always. You know what that person's going to begin to do over time? They're going to be late. Yeah, you guys are with me. They're going to be late. Because, you know, well... That's what they expect. They, they weren't expecting anything different. People grow into the conversations you have around them. Parents, what I'm trying to tell you is that your words are important. And there are conversations we can have around our kids that build our children up. And I believe it is modeled by God himself with his only begotten son, Jesus let me close with one final thought. God wants to speak these things over us as well. God wants to speak these things over Ethan and Hannah and Madison and Wes. God wants to speak these things over us. You are loved, you belong, and you bring joy. And if you are his child, he is speaking those things over you. What do I mean? 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you've asked him to forgive you of your sins, and if, you, if you're walking with him daily, the thing that God is speaking over your life is that you bring joy and that you belong and that you're loved. Maybe you would say, well, Andrew, I don't know that I am walking with Jesus. I want to pray for you today. You can know that you know right now in this moment that heaven is your home, that Jesus is your Lord. You can take that first step today. Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, 
If you want to be saved, this is all you need to say. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, the things you spoke over Jesus, I want to be true of me. And so God, I pray that you would wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. I pray, God, that you would live in my life. I pray, Father, that you would save me. I want to know you as my Savior. Church, with every head bowed and every eye still closed, I believe if you, if you prayed that, right there where you are, you have been saved. And I want to encourage you. Don't leave this place without telling someone the decision you've made. But leave here encouraged that there is a Heavenly Father that loves you, you belong, and you bring Him joy. Now I just want to take an opportunity and pray over all the parents. Heavenly Father, we have acknowledged here today that parenting is tough. You know, the truth is, if we have five kids... uh, they're all different. There's, there's no one right way to do this. And every single one of us are so dependent on you. Some of us have adult children. Some of us have little kids. Some of us maybe don't have kids yet. But, but all of us have the goal of we want to get this right. And so, Father, I pray today that we would be reminded of the power of our words and that we would speak life over our children in the same way that you spoke life over Jesus. God, I also want to just take a moment and pray for our nation. Lord Jesus, we have always needed you, but I don't know that that need has ever been more apparent than it is right now. God, I look in the news and I see so many things going on over the past few months. A virus that's raging. I see racism. I see looting. I see all of these things. And my heart just breaks. Heavenly Father, would you turn our attention to you? I pray that we would be saved. I pray that America would wake up to the reality that we need you. God, you've been so good to us and we haven't deserved it. And Lord, we just pray for our nation. Founded on biblical principles, but we've strayed. And God, we need to make that return. Would you help us? We can't do it on our own. We won't be able to do it apart from a move from God. God, we lift up our nation. We lift up our parents. Pray all that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen.